Hello, friends of the calling. Do you know where your immortal soul will go if you were to die today? Would it be heaven or hell? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The Bible tells us that we need salvation because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3 and 23. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 and 8. So if you're feeling convicted by this, which is the weight of God's glory showing you your wrongdoings, it's something to be grateful for. It means he's drawing you to repentance. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 reminds us that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So recognizing our low standing before our almighty God is no reason to feel dejected or ashamed. On the contrary, the Lord wants us to be reminded of his holiness in celebration. You know, Yahweh's holiness is the reminder we need to come back into his place of peace and safety. The Lord rejoices to see his children return to him. And because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, our mistakes no longer have to keep us separated from our holy God. And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Hello, beautiful people. I wanted you to hear these beautiful sounds of spring <laughs> that I'm enjoying outside today. I will be recording outside because it's just absolutely beautiful. So again, welcome, beautiful people. Wasn't that just a lovely sound to start off with, that lovely calming sound of the birds? And you'll probably continue to hear them and wind chimes and the breeze blowing as I sit outside and enjoy this God-given day. I heard these birds and a few others coming together in the symphony, and I had to stop and pay attention to them and listen to them and all of the sounds of spring in the air. I love the sound so much that I went ahead and recorded it so that I could share it with you. And even as I sit here, they're still singing away. I want to welcome you to the Upward Call with Love. My name is Christina, and I am so glad you're here. The birds chirp, and we feel a sense of new beginnings. We see the flowers begin to sprout up, and some are even in bloom already. And we can feel that things are indeed changing. We feel the warmth of the sun and a gentle breeze. And to be honest, we also see all of this pollen everywhere. And we feel the effects of it on our bodies and the allergic response that it stimulates. But all of that is the wonder of nature and the wonder of God. Nevertheless, it is spring again. 
And I don't know where you are listening from today, but wherever you are, whether it feels like it or looks like it, the fact is that we are weeks into springtime here in the Northern Hemisphere. And in this location, we are in that season that the natural world begins to revive and things are reinvigorated. And that's all happening after a cold, dark, wintry time. So we're seeing the natural world come alive again after the colder winter months. And we're seeing new growth and new sprouts everywhere. Animals are even awakening from their winter hibernation and baby birds are just chirping with joy. It reminds me of a passage from Song of Solomon that I want to share with you today. In chapter 2, verses 11 and 13, it reads this way in the New International Version. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. What divine poetry the Bible gives us to enjoy and learn from. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that in your holiness and sovereignty, you appointed the seasons. Lord, it is the spring season here. And I ask that you refresh and renew our hearts and spirits, just as you refresh and renew the earth. Father, if there's anything in us that's not like you, I'm asking that you would do a spring cleaning in our lives and remove those things, Lord. Remove anything that hinders our prayers or our fellowship with you. Thank you, Heavenly Master, for your grace. Thank you for this opportunity and this privilege, Lord God, to be heard by you. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit who draws us into prayer and gives us the power to trust you. Lord, it's a season of thanks. And I continue to thank you for allowing us to put our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you for his redeeming work, the work he did on the cross and what it means to our lives today. Thank you for salvation, Lord. Thank you for love. I ask that you open our hearts and our ears and our minds to your word today. And Father, please be present in this message that you gave me. Help me to deliver it with all humility and with grace. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your eyesight. And may all who hear the message be moved by the power of your Holy Spirit to put your word into action through faith in Jesus Christ. It is in his name that I pray. Amen. Okay, friends. In the book of songs, it's actually sometimes um, titled Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon. There's a young man who is in love. It's a book of poetry. And here, though some disagree, it is it's widely accepted by most biblical scholars that it is King Solomon himself who wrote this book of poetry. In the writings of this book, we see the young King Solomon clearly in love. 
And love is lording over his life at this time. And that love is dictating what he does, where he goes, and with whom he does and goes with. And I think that majority of us have had that experience where love is ruling, young love is ruling our every thought, deed, and action. And in A Song of Solomon, we see a, a very moving love story between the King Solomon and a young woman. Love is indeed in the air, and we see it within the verses. However, that love definitely does come off as more carnal than spiritual. I encourage you to read that book so that you can see that in that poetry, the two lovers are expressing an intense passion and a deep longing for each other. However, it's not to exalt a lustful fornication or sexual immorality or anything like that. Rather, it's a demonstration of passion between a young couple who is engaged to be married, expressing their desire to remain sexually pure before marriage, yet their longing to finally join together sexually within the context of marriage. And this book of the Bible, it, it's given us an opportunity to enjoy the poetry, of course, but as the Bible does, it's teaching us. And the Bible is teaching us that Solomon is not only the wisest man to ever live, but he has a talent. And he is well known for his poetic talents. So here we see that we may have a specific job or profession or career in the world serving a practical purpose, but that we have sometimes hidden talents that are reserved specifically for expressing our inner selves, our spiritual selves. And here, the king indeed is the king, <laughs> but also he is known for his poetic talents as well. And in this book, he is showing us that talent by expressing his love for his darling bride-to-be. And it is taking over his mind and his body. And let's be honest, love can make us do some crazy things like, for instance, forget all about God. And Solomon does not even mention God in this book of songs, yet here it is in the Bible. This is poetry, and it indeed supplies an example of how God created the union of marriage for human expression, of love between a man and a woman, and it truly is a wonderful message for the married and the unmarried to understand the design for marriage and intimate relations that God gave to humankind. That's a part of our makeup and an um, opportunity God provides for us to be intimate with our betrothed, one man and one woman joined together as one flesh. But if we look deeper, because some may ask, <laughs> what is a, a song about sexual relations and physical intimacy between a man and a woman with no mention of God? What is a book like that doing in the Bible? And that is a great question, and I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, 
when we look at the history of this book and the examination of this book throughout history by biblical scholars, we see that for many uh, in the Jewish community, the song of Solomon was a symbol of God's love for Israel. In that thought pattern, the man in the story is God, representative of God or standing for God. And the woman in the book of Psalms stands for Israel. So an intimate relationship between God and his chosen people, Israel. Now for Christians, there is a similar understanding of the book. Um, The man stands for Jesus and the woman for Israel. Jesus's church and uh, just so you know the church is not what we consider like the physical building that believers gather in no the church is the universal body of believers in Jesus Christ the church is like the combination of all believers all over the world who were called out of the world to be spiritually regenerated into the image of Christ. So that's the church. So some people believe that the Song of Solomon is an ode to that relationship between Jesus Christ and his body of believers. But either way you choose to see it, whether you see it as a love story between, you know, two young lovers who are engaged for marriage, if you choose to see it as um, God and Israel's love story, or if you see it as Jesus Christ and his marriage to his church, the fact is it is still a celebration of intimacy and passion. And it is about love, love between a bridegroom and a bride. And it's something to be celebrated and enjoyed, both in words and eventually in that union or consummation, sexual intimacy in the context of marriage. And this kind of union usually brings about new life, just like springtime. (laughs) So spring brings new life forth from the dreariness of winter and darker times in our lives. Springtime is a time of reflection and cleansing and new beginnings. Spring can also stand for the early part or the first stages of that new beginning. The sounds of the birds singing and the trees rustling and the spring breeze can truly stimulate our hope. And as our eyes begin to feast on the beautiful blossoms and blooms and colors of spring, we can allow it all to symbolize how God created us to grow in joy, blossom in love, and shine with the colors of his promises. So as spring fills the air wherever you are, it is a good time to reflect on godly love and its ability to refresh our hearts. Beloved, I pray that you would allow your heart to grow in the love of God through Christ Jesus this spring. Because it is indeed a new season of life and new opportunity. And that new life and opportunity is all around us. So now that winter has passed in the physical world, will you allow winter to pass in your spiritual life as well? Will you allow God to bring forth a new life and a new beginning in you? Will you come into a living and godly life 
And that means allowing joy to dawn in your heart, letting go of pain, unforgiveness, sorrow, sadness, shame. Allowing God to come into your life and rule. Allowing yourself to let go of those habits that you know are causing a rift or a separation between you and your Heavenly Father. Are you ready to live a godly life? And that means allowing that time of joy to dawn. It is the springing forth of true love that's only found in Christ Jesus. The love that we see in the Song of Solomon being expressed between two lovers in all intimacy, godly intimacy. Are you ready to allow that in your life and in your heart with Christ Jesus? And not just calling his name in vain but truly allowing him to live in your heart. See, Solomon's love may have come at a time of great beauty in the fields and the forest where he and his young bride lived during their time. But today we can come into a time of beauty in the fields and forest of our lives when we make the decision to live for Christ. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, Solomon uses the beauty of creation to describe the perfect time to come into the fullness of love. Therefore, I see this current season as the perfect time for us to come into the fullness of God's love in Christ Jesus. And for people to truly accept the Lord Jesus into their hearts, not just in word but in spirit and in truth. So if you have not already, I urge you with the springing forth of new life in this season to allow Jesus Christ into your heart if you have not done so already. And I pray that this season is meant for deep and intense intimacy with him. And I pray that this intense intimacy is experienced by millions of people throughout the world. The word of God compels us to do what is right at the proper time, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I can't help but to feel that this spring is the perfect time for millions to come to Christ in the name of Jesus, to be one with their Father in heaven. The Song of Solomon is something like a call to experience that deep intimacy with God, with his word, with his spirit. And this is possible by grace. His grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's all it takes is for you to believe and to turn to him with the earnest desire to be in an intimate relationship with him. The Song of Solomon is beautiful love poetry, and it reminds me that God wants all of us to return to his loving embrace. And this springtime is the perfect season for our return. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, once again, 
I thank you for this message of hope, of love, joy, and peace. Lord, I thank you for the beauty of springtime, the softness of the breeze, the beautiful colors, the promise of new life that it brings. Lord, wherever the listeners are today, I ask that you touch their hearts with springtime, regardless of what the season or the weather or the climate is like where they are. I know that you can bring springtime in the hearts of men. Lord God, touch us in a special way that we would have a renewed focus, that our spirits and our hearts would be refreshed with your love, and that we would truly turn away from the things of the world and anything that separates us from you and come back into the fold to be regenerated, renewed, to walk in the meaning and value and purpose that only you give. Father, forgive us for our sins, those that we committed knowingly and unknowingly against you. Would you please open our eyes to see your word in new and extraordinary ways. And not only to see and hear your word, Father God, but we're asking for the power that only you can give us to apply your word in our lives. Lord, let your light shine through us. Let your love shine through us and attract others, Lord God, who may not know you as the partner of their sins in Christ Jesus. I'm asking, Lord God, that you would give us a clearer understanding of what it is that our Lord and Savior did for us on the cross so that we can let go, we can die to sinful habits and live again in your love, in your glory, in the blessed hope that only you provide. Father, if there's anyone listening who does not know you, who has doubts, who are confused, I'm asking, Lord God, that you would do something supernatural and extraordinary in their life. Personal, Lord, that they would know that you are the one and true living God. And the one that you sent to us, Jesus Christ, is our only hope of salvation. Open their eyes, Lord God, to receive you into their hearts. And let their lives be a testimony to the regeneration that can happen in a dark life by power of your Holy Spirit. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I pray. And I thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. So brothers and sisters, I pray that you are experiencing beautiful springtime weather. I pray that butterflies are landing on your windowsill and birds are chirping all around. I pray that luscious, bountiful flowers popping up all around you and you have the time to marvel at them and see the beautiful work of God's hands. And I always pray that you press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed. Okay, friends. Since Romans 3 and 23 shows us that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, we need a savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In Jesus, we can still go home, y'all, to our Heavenly Father. Our confession and repentance in the name of Jesus brings about our restoration. Salvation by grace alone, through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ, is the only way to enter heaven. So come to Jesus and experience God's forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Confess your sins, repent, and be restored. Praise God for his gift of salvation in Christ Jesus. Accept his offer of grace today and be saved. Acts 11 and 18. When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. I love you all with the love of Christ. Call on the name of Jesus and be saved today. God bless.